0: song that got me through and i'm your co-host anil Maharjan. this week we look back on our guest's first big breakup through the lens of the phenomenal lord song supercut while the primary topic of conversation is very serious our guests unintentionally managed to throw in a bojack horseman reference and sarah even told us about her breakup track if you ever want to tell us about your breakup song or any other song that got you through submit the form on our instagram page or email us the song that got me through at gmail.com now enjoy the show
1: Hey, Neil. Happy Wednesday.
0: Oh, man. Happy happy Wednesday, Sarah. If there's That's one why thing, I offered to start. Uh, you, you did that just, just to really push my buttons there. Yeah. If there's one thing I love in this world, it is happy and then insert any day of the week. It just just makes every day so much better.
1: It's just like a little, it's like a verbal calendar to remind you what day it is and to remember to stay positive and be happy. Live, laugh, love.
0: Oh, live, laugh, love, indeed! <laughs> I just assumed you were just giving a little jab at me, but if it's a live, laugh, love situation, it, it's it's okay. It's okay.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: so we, uh, I think we have a first for us here, and our guest actually wants to remain anonymous this week. But if our uh, guest I think just wants to, about the
1: artist that we're talking about, I love this artist.
0: Oh my! So, uh, so do I. I am a huge fan. Um, And yeah, so our, why don't you, uh, mystery guest, why don't you go ahead and say hello?
1: Hi, how's it going? Do you want to tell a little bit about, um, the song or what it means to you or a little bit about yourself while remaining, um, our mystery guest? Sure.
2: So I guess I'm kind of a self-proclaimed artist, uh. I enjoy all forms of art, especially music. Uh too bad this quarantine's not really letting me enjoy concerts as much as I want to. Uh and I chose Supercut by Lord essentially because it really helped me through uh a breakup. Uh I was in a pretty toxic relationship for about 5 years and pushed myself to make things work and stick it out thinking maybe there was some light at the end of the tunnel, but eventually I just had to accept it uh, and move on with my life. And and there's so much second guessing when you finally go through a breakup that I use the song to essentially tell myself that I'm just remembering all these good times and I'm not actually remembering the truth of the matter. And I definitely cried so many times in the car on the way back home after work listening to this song. So (laughs) um, it was definitely my breakup song.
1: Let's give it a listen so that everyone else can get a feel for what you felt in that car ride.
0: And in my head, the visions never stop. These ribbons wrap me up. But when I reach for you, It's Just a supercut In your car, the radio up In your car, the radio up We keep trying to talk about us I'm someone you may be my love I'll be your quiet afternoon crush Be your violent overnight rush Make you crazy over my touch But it's just a supercut of us Supercut of us Oh, it's just a supercut of us
1: Okay, so that was the song. And now tell me, was this your first, like, big heartbreak?
2: Definitely. I mean, this relationship, it was kind of my first everything. You know, we lost our virginity together. We lived together in his parents' basement for an extended amount of time. Um, So this was definitely, like, the worst breakup and the biggest breakup that I think hopefully I'll ever have.
1: (laughs) And throughout... The years that you guys were together, at what point did you start feeling yourself kind of having those second guess feelings and thinking that, like, maybe this isn't the person I'm going to be with for the rest of my life? It's really hard to say because I think I felt it early on in the
2: relationship, but I just convinced myself that because I was dealing with other things like family issues and mental health issues, that maybe it was just me. I did a fair amount of gaslighting my own self. And I'd say it wasn't until about year three or four into the relationship that I actually was like, okay, this is not me. You know, this is all these extenuating factors that are making things extremely worse. And that's when I finally was moving toward, I need to get out of here. But of course, you know I was very young, and it was very hard for me to live up on my own without a lot of family support. So I had to be very strategic about it. And I, did, of course, wanted to still try. So I will say, like, when I finally got fed up, it was it was really at like the very last straw. It wasn't until the fifth year, at right. the very end, <laughs> I really had to be pushed to the edge.
1: And how old were you at that point?
2: Um, was I like twenty two, twenty three? I mean, it was it was a year you ago.
1: Started dating like through your high school years when you're still trying to figure out who you are as an individual, that's always really hard to like grow up with someone in a relationship yeah. when you're like finding your individual self and then trying to like learn to love that person for who yes. they're yeah. how did Definitely. you manage that?
2: Um, I don't know. It, there was a lot of distractions for me. I had college. I was dealing with mental health stuff, and it, it was also a little difficult because we went to a really small high school, so we knew each other all throughout high school. This was a person who was in my life for like eight to ten years, um, and so he was just always there. And I think there was some part of me that just could not imagine not having him around in some shape or capacity. Yeah, but in college. Just really being pushed by social aspects, I guess you could call them, uh, is when I really started to come into my own and just taking ownership over things. But it's a hard question to answer. Did you two go
0: to college together?
2: Actually, we did not go to college together. He did not want to go to college. He thought college was for losers. Um, I went to college, but luckily... Uh, he lived like down the street from where I went to college.
0: Gotcha. So you, so you, uh, even, so you started, you started dating in high school and then like there was obviously that, that physical proximity there. And then, and then you started going to college. He um, was presumably living at home or in your hometown and uh, while you were going to school, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Perfect. And as you were kind of going going through college, like what what were some of the things that that made you realize that this was ultimately not going to work out? Like are are there those like kind of specific moments for you? Cause I know as I look back on some of my relationships, like I definitely think back to like a few key times where I'm like, I should have known better.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's this old saying that red flags, like regular through rose colored glasses that I've always loved. And when I, at the time I definitely didn't recognize a lot of things were problematic. It wasn't until later reflecting on things that I was like, Oh shoot, that was a huge red flag. I mean, the easiest thing was just me wanting to be affectionate and him always pulling away or him, you know, ignoring me for an amount of time and not understanding what I did wrong. And feeling like I was crazy. I mean, gaslighting is just the hugest issue. I think a large part of the relationship, I was able to like second guess myself so easily because so many times he'd say, oh, that's just in your head or that's just because you have depression and I haven't done anything wrong. That's just all on you. And obviously the biggest one is we'd argue all the time, just screaming matches and we'd say such hurtful things to each other and, you know, just... A lot of arguing and then we'd pretend like nothing ever happened it was pretty wild sometimes
1: so yeah I mean the song just looking at the lyrics like the chorus where it says in my head I do everything right when you call I'll forgive you not fight like yeah. is that what really resonated yeah. with you about this song
2: you're really good at that. That is actually the part that always got to me because I think that line in my head, "I do everything right," is a double-edged sword for me. There's yeah. a part of me that's like, I did try my hardest. I tried to make the relationship work. I tried to make things keep going. You know, I'm sorry if I get emotional. <laughs> no, but that's okay. uh, the other part is that I also have to recognize I did a lot of things wrong, and I really added to the toxicity of the relationship because I was going through my own thing. So. Yeah, he definitely had this sway over me of, you know, I'd be so upset and he'd just call and he'd be like, "I'll buy you chicken nuggets or I'll buy you grilled cheese." And I'm like, "Oh, fuck yeah, let's let's go." And it was all okay, but it wasn't okay, you know. So that line always gets to me.
1: Yeah, there's definitely an aspect of kind of like burying your head in the sand. I know I did that with my first serious relationship and I knew for probably a solid six months or maybe like probably even longer than that, but like leading up to when things finally ended, like I knew that it wasn't right, but you keep trying. There's just this, like that comfort feeling that you really just don't want to let go of.
2: Definitely. I mean, even when we hit a low, like at one point things got physical and, I mean, that itself should have been a huge red flag for me, but I kept trying to make everything right. So
1: <laughs> so where did your friends come into the picture? Like when you're in a relationship that is kind of not in the healthiest position, a lot of times friends step in and they're like, hey, like we're worried about you or what did that happen for you?
2: Yeah, interestingly, well, not interestingly, I had a lot of friends who were like, you need to dump him, you need to break up with him. And I love cure. It is. It is very hard, especially because I'm one of those people who's like, I'm not gonna give up on him. He was with me through all of high school. And for some reason in my head I just took breaking up as like giving up. Um and you know, a lot of times I wouldn't tell them everything, but just from the little bit that I did tell them, they were like, Oh, that's, that's terrible and Of course, I'd go talk to him about it because we were so close and talked about everything. And he'd say, oh, those guys are just telling you that because they want to get in your pants and they're just trying to manipulate you. So definitely like making me feel very isolated in a way to where I thought, oh, you know, maybe I can't trust when they say that or maybe it's not true. Or maybe they're just saying that because they don't know what real love is. I had every excuse not to listen to them, but I definitely had. Plenty, plenty of people saying, you know, this isn't right. You should dump him and plenty of people who were there when I would try to break up with him and get back with him in like 12 hours, (laughs) uh, who were just so disappointed. So it was, it was definitely hard to hear somebody saying that the person that you're in love with isn't right for you. You need to end things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I totally understand like making the excuses and kind of like sticking up for a person that doesn't necessarily deserve you to stick up for them yeah it can be really hard when friends like kind of put their foot down and they're like you need to stick up for yourself and then you're like busy sticking up for the person that's really hurting you yeah
0: and did you guys kind of already have like this uh this idea of what the future looked like together. Cause I, I know that that is actually the part that is always very hard for, for me is I think about, I am just constantly thinking about the, the future with this person and I've already built it up so massively that I can't even imagine a, a future without them. And like, even though this was completely constructed in my own head.
2: Oh no, you're definitely right. Like I thought we'd get married. I thought that, uh, we'd get a house together. I thought that eventually things would get better and we'd look back on this and we'd laugh and it wouldn't be a big deal at all. I definitely had all those feelings of, uh, you know, I just need to wait, especially because a lot of times when I'd come to him and I say, Hey, you know, I'm really not happy. I think we should work on this. And he'd say, it's just in your head. A part of the things he would say too, is that, Oh, you just need to wait. And at some point it'll be magical. And you know, after waiting for five years, I kind of had enough of it, but you're like hitting the nail on the head.
0: It's, I guess it's really easy to to look back and forgive and forget and just have like a really short memory. Mm -hmm. But I I think sometimes the, just the idea of even starting over or starting with something different, like there's there's this huge, like, uh, I don't know, sunk cost almost. Like you've been with this person for so long that they already know everything and you don't necessarily yeah. want to have to go go through that again.
2: I yep. definitely can agree because there's times where I was just convinced that I was so messed up or so damaged that no one was ever going to love me as much as he loved me or accept me as much as he did and put up with all the crazy things that I had been convinced I was being crazy about, but really I just wanted somebody to spend time with me and treat me like they love me um, (laughs) that no one else would ever put up with that. So that was definitely a part of the reason why I stayed too, thinking that this was as good as it was going to get. And this is just what I deserved.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you lived with his family, you said, right. For a period of time. So to develop a close relationship with his family, that was like also really hard to let go of.
2: Yeah, his mom was so amazing, especially because, as I mentioned before, I was having a lot of family issues. She was just kind of like a third mother mother for me, if you will. She was so sweet and so kind and like so supportive of me while I was going through everything. And I mean, that was one of the things that made the breakup really hard is she would still text me. And I'm like, (laughs) I can't really, you know, move on if you're still wanting me to come to the house and hang out. And I just yeah. But I got really close with him. Even the dog, i have miss the dog so much. We would have like nap time together over the weekends. And it's like little things like that that I dig yeah. back on and I start to second guess myself. Like, did I make the right choice? Was it really that bad? Should I have stuck it out longer? It's terrible.
1: I'm just having so many like memories pop into my head from my relationship that was like that high school first, serious relationship your first real love and like for me it was a toxic relationship as well so I'm like having all of these flashbacks
2: yeah and just like the song you know you look back on things and it seems like it was great and after a certain point you just stop remembering all these really bad moments I mean they're there but somehow I just start ignoring them and I definitely have to keep reminding myself. And it's not true. You know, it was shitty for most of the time. And these little happy moments that I'm, you know, fantasizing about were small and in between, you know, it wasn't the whole thing.
1: And do you feel like now that you've had time to really process and grieve the relationship that when you think about it, do you still only think about the happy times? Or do you like, is it kind of more of those like lessons learned from the relationship.
2: Um, it's kind of bittersweet. It's I definitely say it's a mixture. Of both he was, you know, before we started dating, my best friend. Right. Um, and we did have a lot of things together. Sometimes I feel like there's something I can't do that doesn't remind me of him and take me back to those happier memories. But I definitely, I guess i am just at peace because even though I stuck it out for five years, I can at the very least say that I did do my best and I did try really hard to make it work. Even if some people are going to say I tried too hard, you know, at least I stuck it out and tried to make it work. (laughs) And I don't know, that just gives me a little bit of peace in a weird way.
0: You, you were, uh, you were kind of saying that, like, you think back on, you think about this song, like in relation to that time was this like, this was the kind of like windows down playing really loud song for you?
2: Supercut was a song that I really resonated with uh, just for that reason of like, it is a real big parallel of what was going on on my mind and helped me stop second guessing things and helped me understand like, you got to get it through your head that just because you love somebody doesn't mean they're perfect for you, you know? So,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. The radio, we keep trying to talk about us i I love I'll be your cry crush, be your rush, make you crazy over my touch, but it's just super I, I've definitely had some some breakup songs as well, although I can't say it was Lord. But Sarah, what was your uh what was your breakup uh song after after your oh first boyfriend?
1: Gosh. I honestly had Please tell me
0: it was Nora Jones.
1: I, she definitely was a comfort for me during that time. But uh, gosh, I can't remember the name of it right now, and I'm honestly embarrassed to admit what I'm about to say. But it was a song by Pink, and it was like a song that I would blast while I was in the car, like like you just said, in the car, windows down, blasting the music, and it just like made me feel so much better about the situation.
0: I I'm just gonna I'm just gonna assume it was uh, her first hit, which was uh, what was it? Get this party started or whatnot?
1: Yeah, <laughs> that um, was the song.
0: That's, that that's what I'm just gonna imagine in my head, regardless of of what what it actually is.
2: Oh I would god. put my bet on uh, "So What" by Pink. I feel like that
1: would be a good
0: breakup song. It
1: actually, I think it might have been "So What."
0: Oh my god, god that, that makes way more sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. I just like can picture it now back roads of spanaway washington (laughs) blasting that song (laughs) trying not to hit any stray cows
2: funny enough i actually remember one time driving and like just absolutely sobbing to the song and this was like the third time i played it on repeat and looking over and this old guy being like so mortified that I was having a complete breakdown in my car and I wanted to say sorry, but I don't even know why. Cause he just is like, Oh my God, what's going on? I feel like I gave him a slight heart attack.
0: (laughs) You don't have to apologize. uh, Right after a breakup, you definitely do not have to apologize. And you have full right to play any song you want as loud as possible, even if it is pinks. So what? (laughs) now that you are a now that you are a year removed from this relationship and a year removed from you know sobbing with the uh, o- old men looking at you and judging <laughs> you um, can you still do you do you still can you still go back and listen to this song and disassociate from that situation or is that all you hear when you hear this song now
2: honestly I'm like slowly, like barely at the crisp of maybe forgetting what that song means. But I definitely, that song I think is always going to be that for me. I think it's always going to be like our song in a weird way. Even even talking about it now, I can still remember the like raw, intense emotions having listening to the song and Telling myself all those self talk things that you do after a breakup. So, long story, long, probably not. I think it's probably going to take me a while to really forget why the song originally resonated with me. Uh, For now, it still definitely gets to me
1: sometimes. But say lovey. Say lovey. I love that saying.
0: Any last thoughts that you want to impart on us?
1: Uh, get out where you can. Don't wait. <laughs> wait for uh, no, man. <laughs> <relationship> <laughs> advice. Get out while you can. That Sometimes is, you just got to do it quick.
0: <laughs> that is the most perfect advice. And <laughs> thank you very much again. And it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you. This episode was edited by me, Anil Maharjan. My co-host is Sarah Harrison. Additional editing and mixing was done by Chris Maffei at Multitrack Minds. You can check out their full line of services at multitrackminds.com. Finally, special thanks this week to our guest for telling their story. If you're ever interested in telling yours, submit the form on our Instagram page or email us, the song that got me through at gmail.com. Until next time, don't lose touch. What happened, Bojack? Same thing that always happens. You didn't know me,
1: then you fell in love with me, and now you know me.
2: You know, it's funny. When you look at someone through rose-colored glasses, all the red flags just look like flags.